tonight being Thursday night, inshallah, Bismillah ta'ala, we mentioned some from the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what are the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, followed up by salawat on Rasul, inshallah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fi muhim tanzili, ba'da na'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-Rajim, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Fal-lazina amanu bihi wa'azzaruhu وَنَصَرُوهُ وَاتَّبَعُوا النُّورَ الَّذِي أُنْزِلَ مَعَهُ أُولَائِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمُ This is the ayah that we had begun the discussion of where Musa alayhi salam asked from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to shower his special mercy on the Bani Israel and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responds that my special mercy has been reserved my general mercy of course includes everyone but the special mercy you're asking for Allah says that I have reserved it for the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Ummah of Mahabib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those who will come much later. Here Musa alayhi wa sallam is begging from Allah for mercy for his people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is responding that that special mercy is reserved for the last Ummah. Those who believe in the Nabi and the Ummah, the unlettered one, the one who his prophecies are mentioned in Torah and Injil, the one يأمرهم بالمعروف وينهاهم عن المنكر, who invites towards good, forbids that which is evil, يحل لهم الطيبات, يحرم عليهم الخبائث, he declares that which is pure as lawful and that which is harmful as haram. ويضع عنهم إصرهم والغلال التي كانت عليهم, he is the one who will remove the shackles and the difficult injunctions that were there upon the previous nations. So we had come up to this point. And now, inshallah, uh, try to complete this ayah tonight. At the end of this ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions four rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa These are known as the haquq al-mustafa, the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa upon each one of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ The first right of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa is that we believe in him, naturally. Number two, وَعَزَّرُوهُ and those who will respect him and offer him the, high, the highest degree of respect and reverence possible. And number three, those who will help him and aid him. And number four, and those who will follow the nur that has been revealed along with him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, These are the successful ones. In fact, these are the only ones who are successful. Ulaika al-Muflihun means they are the successful ones. Ulaika humul muflihun means these are the only ones who are the successful ones. With the additional hum zamira fasil, which is a pronoun added for emphasis, meaning these are the only ones who are successful. Those who those who fulfill these four rights of Rasulullah. The first one is Falladina Amanubi. That was a translation to go over very briefly, touch on each one a little bit. Number one, Falladina Amanubihi, those who believe in him. The first right of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is that we believe in him to be the messenger of Allah. This might sound as very obvious and something uh, that everyone knows. But at the same time, something for us to ponder and reflect over is that, first of all, there are many people who absolutely disbelieve in Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam as being a prophet of Allah, yet they are impressed by him from various other aspects. And as non-Muslims, uh, as Muslims, sometimes we present their statements, and we have become very uh, awed by that, and we are very impressed that wow, look at this non-Muslim, 
what are the words he has written about Muhammad or how he has praised Rasulullah So anyone who praises Rasulullah who, who accepts him as uh, a great social leader who uh, fought for and established uh, uh, the j- justice for the underclass, for those who are less privileged, who helped in establishing uh, the rights of uh, the orphans and the women. How downtrodden were the women before Rasulullah He came and he elevated their status. So, so a person accepts all of that. Or a person accepts him to be a master teacher of mankind, a great philosopher, a great thinker. Or a person, he accepts him to be a great military genius and a great general. Somebody can talk to the brother. Yeah, just aram se, hikmat, muhabbat se, No, just talk to the brother, remind him. So, um, then this is uh, something which is not would not be considered iman until he believes that Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam was the recipient of divine revelation received wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is what sets him apart from all of mankind this is the uh, distinctive factor what makes a nabi a nabi is uh, how do you define a prophet of Allah somebody will say he's a very pious person they'll say no that's incomplete definition there are many people who are pious Many people are very righteous. No, he is the most pious person. So, uh, beyond that, no, that's not a real definition. What makes a Nabi a Nabi? Or what makes a Rasul a Rasul? This is something we can learn right from the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Tell them that I am a human being just like you. This might say, well, you're defeating the purpose. You're trying to say how he's different. This is how the ayah begins. Innama ana basharun. Verily, I am a bashar, human being. Mithlakum, just like you. The only difference, and the big, uh, biggest difference, which sets me apart from you, which makes me d- different from you, and why it becomes incumbent upon you to obey me, is yuha ilayya. I am a recipient of divine revelation. Allah sends his wahi to me. So that makes a nabi a nabi. The one who receives divine revelation from Allah is a nabi. The one who isn't, he may be anything, but he can never be. He may be a wali, he may be a siddiq, he may be a shaheed, he may be salih, he may be muhsin, a muttaqi, he may be attain the highest level of ihsan and taqwa, but he will never be a nabi of Allah, a recipient of divine revelation. So, ma bihil imtiyaz, or khususiyat is known as, the specific attribute which sets a nabi apart is that he is a recipient of divine revelation. So, a person has to believe in that. The nabi sallallahu alayhi wa received wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they are George Bernard Shaw and they are, there are so many different um, uh, people, uh, political leaders, um, you know, the 100 that came out, the most influential men of all history. So all of these authors, they praise Rasulullah and uh, they believe he was a great philosopher, a great thinker, a great leader for social justice, he brought so much change and uh, various other aspects of his life and that is all true but we are missing the most important point the most important point is that he was a recipient of divine revelation and that is why his words when he is speaking he is speaking on behalf of Allah he is literally the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa as I'm not sure if I mentioned in this gathering or not before 
uh, uh, Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu ta'ala when he was asked uh, when he, w- he was out on a campaign in a Sariya so then in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam those campaigns in which he personally partook and participated they are known as Ghazawat Ghazawah in the language of Sirah like Ghazwatul Uhad Ghazwatul Badr Khandaq and those uh, expeditions in which he sent the Sahaba as Amirs and appointed one of them as a leader and he did not per- per- personally participate uh, they are known as Sariya Saraya so it was one of the saraya, meaning one of the expeditions in which the sahaba were sent out and Rasulullah was physically not present. And Khalid ibn Walid was the emir. And they went out to invite people towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do the effort of da'wah. And they went to the tribe to invite, invite them. So the people there, they asked Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu anhu, Sif lana Rasulullah. Describe to us Rasulullah Sif lana, give us his awsaf, his sifat, his attributes. Tell us about who he is. This is mentioned by Qastalani in Sharah Mawahib al Dunya bil Munahil Muhammadiyah. And uh, then Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu anhu he said, Amma tafsiru fala aqdiruhu. As Amma tafsil fala aqdiruhu. Tafsil meaning detailed exposition of his character and his attributes and his traits and his personage and, how he's at, and who he was. I cannot, and who he is, I cannot give the haq of that. I cannot fulfill the right of that. Because the Sahaba were of different qualities. Some were the men of the pen, some were the men of the sword, some were men of action, some were thinkers, some were writers, some were scholars, some were uh, uh, those who were earning and spending the path of Allah, were rich, some were poor. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had, has created a galaxy of the beautiful Sahaba radiallahu anhu ajma'in. That is why beyond studying the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu we have to study the hayat of Sahaba and you will find that there will definitely be someone we can relate to and gain a personal inspiration from. So, he said, أَمَّا التَّفْصِيلُ فَلَا أَقْدِرُهُ وَمَّا الْإِجْمَالُ فَالرَّسُولُ بِقَدْرِ الْمُرْسِلِ And if you want uh, some explanation in brief, then a very simple principle is the status of a messenger can be gauged by the status of the one who has sent the messenger. وَهُوَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ All I can say is he is the messenger of Allah himself. He is the messenger of Allah. Rasul is بِقَدْرِ الْمُرْسِلِ The status of the messenger is based on the status of the one who is Sending the messenger. Who is he representing? Right. So if you have representatives, uh, you know, for example, you have a United Nations in a very mundane, uh, downtrodden, worldly example which does not have any value with respect to the, the, the haqiqah and the realities of, of, our, uh, of uh, our existence. Not only the afterlife, but of this world too. But just for us to understand, put pers- things in perspective, if you have United Nations and there is a representative of some obscure island in the Pacific Ocean, population 500 and there is a representative of, uh, of uh, you know, G8 nation. There is a representative of, of this United States, representative of Russia, representative of the bigger countries, representative of the whole NATO, of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, of Europe. And so what will happen is that, that that representative will have much more weight. Say, they might be a member of the Security Council versus a member of this, the general a member. So... The status of the messenger and the envoy and the representative is based on who he represents. And Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is representing Allah himself. So Allah azza wa jal, khaliqul kul, the one who is the sole creator of everything in existence. The Malik. 
The one who is a khaliq and no other khaliq besides him. The one who has the dominion. Lillahi ma fi samawati wa fi So everything in the heavens and the earth belongs to him. He is the sole creator. He is the fatir. The one who created without an example and model. Without blueprints. Brought into a state of existence from non-existence. The one who is the first without a beginning. And the last without an ending. That Allah, he has sent him as his messenger. He is representing Allah. So we have a badge, you know, representing this nation, representing that state, representing... Even as in the Congress, for example, you're, you're representing, you know, uh, uh, well, in the Senate, there's supposed to be two senators per state to make equality. But in the House of Representatives, in the Congress side, so it's based on population, right? So you're, you're representing some farm state in the Midwest, Idaho, potatoes, what else do you have there, right? <laughs> With all due respect, I hope nobody is, Idaho is listening uh, online. Or if you're representing, uh, you know, California with all the tech, or you're representing New York State. So you're representing industry, you're representing the wealth there, you're representing all of that. So this is the state you represent. So Muhammad ibn Abdullah is representing Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's speaking on behalf of Allah. This is what he means. فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ means we believe he is an authority speaking on behalf of Allah. And in, no matter how much respect we give him, but if we do not believe that, then we have fallen short of Iman. And then after we believe him to be messenger of Allah, then he means that every word he is speaking, we can investigate. But the limit of our investigation is to determine, did he really say it or not? So that is investigation. That is bahat. And to find out, did he really say it or not? But after he, it is established that this is what Rasulullah has said, then that's where the investigation stops. Everything that we, he said that we totally understand and we see the wisdom and we see multiple wisdoms and we are so awed by the wisdom. What do we do? We believe in the same. And anything that he, is proven that he said it and we absolutely are befuddled and amazed and perplexed at what is the meaning of that and what is the wisdom and what could it be. In fact, we see harm in that. What do we do? We believe in the same. No difference whether it makes sense or it does not make sense. It's absolutely irrelevant when it comes to what Allah has said, what His Rasul has said. So we do investigate. To find out, is this what our Rasul wants from us? Did he say this? Is the hadith sahih or not? Is it something that has crept in? Is there bid'at, innovations? Are there some other people have come up with these ideas and attributed falsely to Rasulullah? Definitely we do investigate. But after it is, becomes evident to us that these are the words of Rasulullah then سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا آمَنَّا وَصَدَّقْنَا We hear and we obey, we believe and we testify. This is the truth because our eyes can see something wrong. We can have an optical illusion. We could hear something wrong. We can feel something wrong. Our perceptions could be mistaken. Uh, but the words of Rasulullah can never be false. Right. So this is a fundamental belief we have concerning Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the first right. It is the right he has upon us that we believe in him. And he does not speak from his desires. Any word that comes out from his noble tongue, it is the words from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the, 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 it is a wahi from Allah. It is inspired by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is wahi. If it is the, the wahi itself, the revelation from Allah is divided in two. That which we make tilawat of is called Quran. Wahi masalu. That wahi, it is wahi, but we do not make tilawat of it, it's called hadith. That's the only difference. Both are known as wahi. Wahi matlu and wahi ghayr matlu. That wahi and revelation we recite in the salah, that revelation which we don't recite in the salah. The one we recite in the Salah is known as Qur'an. The one we don't recite in the Salah is known as Hadith. Both come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you believe in Qur'an, then the Qur'an itself tells us that what the Rasul is saying, it is 
from Allah. In huwa illa wahyun. It is a wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the first right. Number two, second right is to respect him. To have the deepest reverence for Rasulullah sallallahu Of course, when he was physically present, in regards to his person. And uh, this has been covered in detail in our Tuesday Surah Al-Hajrat sessions. The, the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu as outlined in Surah Al-Hajrat is a beautiful surah where uh, how, great, uh, how great importance Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid on respecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Do not raise your voice above his voice. لا ترفعوا أصواتكم فوق صوت النبي. Don't speak in front of him loudly. لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله. If you do so, and تحبط أعمالكم, all your good deeds will be destroyed, will be cancelled out. All your life worth of accomplishments will be vanished and will become zero by disrespecting Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم. And this is something which is very natural and logical, and has been explained by all the ulama that عزروه is not limited to physical person of Rasulullah during his physical earthly existence. But of course, it continues with regards to his sunnah, with regards to his deen. That we should have the highest regard and respect for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the deen of Muhammad sallallahu the sunnah of Rasulullah One is the level of observance we might have or we might not have, we lacking thereof. We may not have that full observance of the sunnah. But when it comes to respect for the sunnah, then we should have the full respect for the sunnah. A person, if he is not able to fulfill the sunnah of Rasulullah he should have that regret in his heart. He should feel, have that feeling of sadness and that this is a sunnah of my beloved Habib Currently, I do not have the strength of iman to fulfill it. Currently, I don't have the ability to go ahead with it and I ask Allah Ta'ala to forgive me and grant me the strength. The one who has this type of attitude, definitely Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will grant him the tawfiq one day, sooner or later. But to have irreverence for it and say, you know, that's just a sunnah. That's just a sunnah, that's why if a person reminds somebody that, you know, mashallah, we should try to do this. He said, no, no, I, I'm leaving that. Why, why didn't you do that? I came to perform the, for example, the, the Jummah, I performed it too. But after the Jummah, if it was, you know, just perform two rakat sunnah or four rakat sunnah. No, no, that's just a sunnah. So the reason we are leaving it is that's just a sunnah. Whereas if the Sahaba asked, why are you holding on to this practice so much? Because it is a sunnah. Why are you ready to die for it? Because it is a sunnah. Why are you ready to sacrifice your life? It is a sunnah. Just because it's sunnah, we will die. Just because it's sunnah, we will abandon. The same reason, but absolutely different response. So we ask us, the reason we are leaving it is because it's sunnah. The reason, the reason they are preferring to die, but not to give it up, it is because it is a sunnah. Hudayfa ibn al-Yaman was meeting with the nobles of the, uh, in the frontier when he was in a campaign in Azerbaijan. And the Farsi Persian nobles were there in a, in a peace negotiation meeting, and all these leaders were sitting there, and they were, they were having a meal together before the talks were to begin. And um, one morsel of food fell out of his hand onto the table, and he picked it up, and he started to clean it and was getting ready to eat it. When somebody was sitting next to him, he nudged him with his elbow. This is the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi That uh, when one of your morsels luqma falls out of your hand, then he should remove anything that might be harmful if it got dirty, and and he should eat it. Because he does not know where the barakah is in his food. 
So he picked it up and he was cleaning it. So the person next to him nudged him. He said, what kind of impression? We are sitting with the, uh, all of the bureaucrats and the nobles and uh, representatives of the Persian king. And they're going to think that we are beggars. They already have a very bad impression about us. They think we are Bedouins from the desert and Ill- illiterate people. And now he's going to say, now you're picking up a food that has fallen down. What type of table etiquettes are these? So he nudged him and said that, leave it. So Hudayfa very loudly responded that, You want me to leave the sunnah of my habib, my beloved, for the sake of these foolish people? Humaqa. Right, ahmaq, we might have heard the word ahmaq, in, the plural of ahmaq is humaqa. Foolish people, because of these foolish people who don't know Rasulullah sallallahu I'm going to leave the sunnah of my habib. So this is the type of attitude we should have. This is the love for Rasulullah sallallahu and the love for all of his sunnah. However much sunnah we are able to practice, we practice. If you can, if you are missing it, unfortunately, we need to have that regret and sorrow from inside, rather than rationalizing our actions. This is the greatest dilemma, the American dilemma, is that we, everyone does wrong, but Americans are good in what? Rationalizing, that and proving ourselves right. This unfortunately is not new to America, but rather this is a pure Iblis concept. خَلَقْتَنِي مِنْ نَارُ min you created me from fire, you created me from dirt, why should I... This type of, you know, using your logic against the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is coming from Iblis. We don't want to follow the way of Iblis. رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا Oh Allah, I did wrong. Adam did wrong, Iblis did wrong. Both did the mistake. But Adam alayhi salam, he repented to Allah. Iqrar of his jurm, accepted his mistake. رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا اَيْ هَمَارِ فَرْدِقَهُمْ اِقْرَارِ مُجْرِمِ Right? Zalamna Anfusana. Oh my Lord, I have done wrong to myself. If you will not forgive me, you will not have mercy on me, I will be lost. So this is what we should have with regards to the Sunnah of Rasulullah. Number two, having the utmost respect for him. And there are multiple examples that are given in the books of Tafsir of how the Sahaba had respect for Rasulullah. How Arwa uh, ibn Masrud Saqafi, who was a uh, representative of the Quraysh, who went to various courts, he came back from after the Treaty of Hudaybi and he told us. Uh, 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 he told the uh, Quraysh that I have gone to the courts of Najashi and, and to Kisra and Qaisar and all these great leaders. I have never seen any group, any leader who has such followers who respect and love. When he makes, as, as the companions of Muhammad sallallahu when he makes wudu, the water drops, they do not fall to the ground and his companions rush to gather it and rub their faces with it. And uh, his order is implemented immediately before he finishes the sentence, people running to fulfill his every wish and demand. This is the love, respect and love and obedience that I found in the companions of Muhammad When Abu Sufyan, before he became radiallahu anhu, was putting on the uh, scaffold and was uh, hanging Khubayb um, radiallahu uh, ta'ala or um, one of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum that he had captured as a slave and then uh, was putting him on uh, on the gallows and he asked him that uh, how would you feel that if you were safe with your wife and your kids at home and Muhammad sallallahu would be in your place there's a long story uh, how at the end of it the tragedy of Bira Ma'una this tribe they came they had a conspiracy they told Rasulullah sallallahu we want to accept Islam please teach, send the Qur'an to us so they can teach us and then they took them and then they ambushed them attacked all those ulama from the Sahaba and a few of them, many of them became shaheeds, few of them were captured, and eventually they were being killed and tortured. So they, he already underwent a lot of sacrifice. It was a, um, it was a false 
with a false premise they were taken with the intention of going to teach. Our tribe accepted Islam, please, we need teachers. And then they went and murdered them. So then finally, he was sold into slavery and now he was being killed. When he was put uh, uh, on, uh, ready to be hanged, and this was uh, the option that was presented to him. How would you feel if you were back at home and with your wife and kids free and uh, Muhammad would be in your place? So then he said that, Wallahi, uh, I would not enjoy to be with my wife and kids in their company uh, and Rasulullah's foot would be pricked by a thorn. You're much less in this type of scenario. So at that point, Abu Sufyan said, مَا رَأَيْتُ أَحَدَا يُحِبُّ أَحَدَا كَأَصْحَابِ مُحَمَّدٍ مُحَمَّدًا I have never seen anyone love anyone like the companions of Muhammad love Muhammad. So this is the utmost reverence and respect we should have. فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ Number one, belief. Number two, respect. Number three is نَصَرُوهُ And help him. Helping him, is, of course, he's physically he's not present amongst us, but his deen is there. To help his deen, to become an ansar of the deen of Allah. Ya ansar Allah. Become the helpers of Allah, become the helpers of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To make this the purpose of one's existence, that if I live, I live to help the deen of Allah, to help and establish the deen of Muhammad sallallahu Starting with my own person, my own family, my community, my masjid, and the entire ummah at large. To become a helper of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to every aspect of one's life. A person is earning, is earning to fulfill the order of Allah. A person is earning, is earning so that he can take care of the responsibilities of his family and at the same time become an example in his workplace. Become example to his customers, clients, patients, whatever the case may be. And show them the akhlaq of Rasulullah The time he spends with one family is also with the same intention. Whatever he is engaged in, in the bottom of his heart and in the back of his mind, always is the concern that I am representing Rasulullah and I am a soldier of Allah and the Rasul I have to establish the deen of Allah in myself and spread this deen to others. Dispel the doubts they have, misconceptions they may have. And bring to light the sunnah of Rasulullah Establish it wherever I go. Change the environment instead of becoming infected, affected by the environment. To become a da'i Allah, become a support, inviter towards Allah and a helper of Allah. Right. These are the rights of Rasulullah As a ummati of Rasulullah, as a follower of of the kalima, a believer in the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah, we have to dedicate our entire life. Nothing less than that. salati wa mahyaya wa Our living, our dying, all of it, lillah, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So nothing short of that. 100% we have to hand ourselves over to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what it means to be a Muslim. Basic Islam, concept of Islam is complete submission. How many times have you heard that? Non-Muslims know that. It's in the newspapers. Islam means total submission to the will of God. Everyone knows the definition, right? So Islam means total submission. Total submission that every aspect of one's life is revolving around Allah and the Rasul And you know, a modern example I give the students is like, uh, is that, the, um, you know, you have multiple windows open. So the window, uh, when you're working, multitasking with our computers, on our laptops, or whatever the case may be, so the window of the concern of Allah and the Rasul is always open, it's running. The application is always running. Sometimes it may be maximized. Yes, sometimes it may be minimized. But it's never closed. So always the application is running. Sometimes minimize is on the toolbar. But then when the time comes, you open it, maximize it. Then you minimize it. But you never, you know, shut it down. It's always running. And, فَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِهِ Belief, أَزَرُوهُ Respect. Three is نَصَرُوهُ Aiding and helping the deen of Allah and His Rasul And number fourth is اتباع وَاتَّبَعَ النُّورُ 
and those who follow the nur, unzila ma'hu, that has been revealed. So what is the nur that has been revealed? The nur that has been revealed is the Qur'an. The Qur'an is called nur for multiple reasons. One is that the light does not need any evidence to prove that it is light. The light itself is the evidence of its existence. You need to, um, uh, when the sun is shining, you need to have evidence that the stars are still there, but you can't see them. Right? But you don't need to prove the existence of the sun. That's why, in fact, there's an example that's given. If something is very apparent in Arabic, they say, Al-Dharu min al-shams. It, uh, it is more evident than the sun. Because the sun is something you don't... So, likewise, the Qur'an, it does not need any external proof that it is the word of Allah. It itself is a proof, if you look into it, that it is definitely the word of Allah. And likewise, just like the, when the light comes, all the darkness is, is dispelled, and darkness uh, vanishes. Like when the Qur'an comes into the heart of a person, then the darknesses of dhul- and the dhulma and the darkness of jahl, of shirk, and of uh, immorality, indecency, and all of the various sickness of the heart, they vanish with the nur of the Qur'an, when it penetrates the heart of a slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the inherent quality of the Qur'an. That is why it has been termed as nur. nur. Those who follow the nur, those who follow the Qur'an, this is the fourth right of Rasulullah sallallahu that we not only believe in him, but rather we also follow. It's not lip service that we claim we love him, we sing his praises on the 12th of Rabi'ul Awal, even though the correct opinion he was born on the 9th, whatever the case may be, either he was born on the 12th or on the 9th, but we sing his praises one day, and we, you know, we make the biggest cake in the history of mankind, and, and the birthday cake of Rasulullah sallallahu Ya Allah. Right. So these things probably have been passing around Rabi'ul Awal, all these messages I got from various different sources, uh, that, okay, look at the biggest cake that was cut in history, World Guinness Book of Records, cake of Birthday cake of Rasulullah That is not what it means. But rather, The lover is obedient to his beloved. So if we love Rasulullah, we have to follow the Quran. That's the fourth right of Rasulullah And closing it off, Allah Ta'ala says, These and these alone are the successful ones. May Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala make us amongst them. InshaAllah. It's one... Uh, Alhamdulillah, after the talk on the seer of Rasulullah on Thursdays, those who are new brothers here, we go over and recite uh, the salawat on Rasulullah as has been mentioned in the Sahih Hadith. Please pass them out. Uh, no? Just do it now. Yeah. Men- these are the salawat on Rasulullah that Nabi has emphasized to recite on Friday. So our Friday starts from Maghrib Salah. On Thursday night. Page 30, inshallah. These are the different salawat that have come in the Sahih Hadith. Please open page uh, 29 and we can recite together uh, to ensure that we recite it correctly and we make a brief dua. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. سلام على عباده الذين اصطفى سلام على المرسلين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وأنزله المقعد المقرب عندك اللهم رب هذه الدعوة القائمة والصلاة النافعة صل على محمد وارض عني رضا لا تسخط بعده أبدا اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات 
اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت ورحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى أزواجه وذريته كما باركت على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد النبي وأزواجه أمهات المؤمنين وذريته وأهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم 
وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم ترحم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما ترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم تحنن على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما تحننت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم سلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما سلمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم على محمد وعلى آل محمد وارحم محمدا وآل محمد كما صليت وباركت وترحمت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك كما صليت على آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على آل إبراهيم اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد صلاة تكون لك رضا وله جزاء ولحقه أداء وأعطه الوسيلة والفضيلة والمقام المحمود الذي وعدته وجزه عنا ما هو أهله وجزه أفضل ما جازيت نبيا عن قومه ورسولا عن أمته وصل على جميع إخوانه من النبيين والصالحين يا أرحم الراحمين 
اللهم صل على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم وبارك على محمد النبي الأمي وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما صليت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم صل علينا معهم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى أهل بيته كما باركت على إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك علينا معهم صلوات الله وصلوات المؤمنين على محمد النبي الأمي اللهم اجعل صلواتك ورحمتك وبركاتك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما جعلتها على آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وصلى الله على النبي الأمي التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات صلوات طيبات لله سلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته سلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله بسم الله وبالله التحيات لله والصلوات والطيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أسأل الله الجنة وأعوذ بالله من النار التحيات لله الزاكيات لله الطيبات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله
بسم الله وبالله خير الأسماء التحيات الطيبات الصلوات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وأن الساعة آتية لا ريب فيها السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين اللهم اغفر لي واهدني التحيات الطيبات والصلوات والملك لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله التحيات لله الصلوات لله الزاكيات لله السلام على النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين شهدت أن لا إله إلا الله شهدت أن محمد رسول الله التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأن محمدا عبده ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الطيبات الصلوات الزاكيات لله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبد الله ورسوله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات الصلوات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين التحيات لله الصلوات طيبات السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله التحيات المباركات الصلوات الطيبات لله السلام عليك أيها النبي ورحمة الله وبركاته السلام علينا وعلى عباد الله الصالحين أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمد رسول الله بسم الله والسلام على رسول الله الحمد لله رب العالمين الله صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد مبارك وسلم اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد مبارك وسلم اللهم اجعل اجتماعنا هذا اجتماع مرحوما واجعل تفرقنا بعده تفرقا معصوما ولا تدع فينا ولا منا ولا معنا شقيا ولا محروما اللهم اهدنا فيمن هديت وعافنا فيمن عافيت وتولنا فيمن توليت وقنا واصرف عنا شر ما قضيت فإنك تقضي ولا يقضى عليك إنه لا يذل من واليت ولا يعز من عاديت تباركت ربنا وتعاديت 
نستغفرك اللهم من جميع الذنوب والخطايا ونتوب إليك لا إله إلا الله الحديم الكريم سبحان الله رب العرش العظيم والحمد لله رب العالمين نسألك موجبات رحمتك وعزائم مغفرتك والغنيمة من كل بر والسلامة من كل إثم لا تدع لنا في مقامنا هذا ذنبا إلا غفرته ولا هما إلا فرجته ولا كربا إلا نفسته ولا دينا إلا قضيته ولا مريضا إلا شفيته ولا مجاهدا في سبيلك إلا أعنته ولا عدوا للإسلام والمسلمين إلا خذلته ولا شابا إلا أصلحته ولا مبتلا إلا عافيته ولا مبتلا إلا عافيته ولا داعيا إليك وإلى سبيلك إلا أيته يا أرحم الراحمين ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين Allah accept these bulk salawat that we all have recited and send it to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. allow him to be pleased with us, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And O Allah, you be pleased with us as well, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, make us amongst those who fulfill the rights of our beloved Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Those who believe in him, with, O Allah, the way we should believe in him. The way that the iman that will please you, Ya Allah, grant us that iman. And O Allah, those who, O Allah, Respect and revere him the way he deserves to be respected. And O Allah, those who help his deen the way he deserves to be helped. And O Allah, those who follow the Qur'an that has been revealed upon him, Ya Rabbil Alameen. O Allah, make us amongst those muflihoon that you have described in this ayah, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Make us amongst the successful ones. O Allah, fill our hearts with the love of Rasulullah Wasallam. Fill our, uh, O Allah, our hearts with, O Allah, the reverence of Rasulullah Wasallam. O Allah, grant us unshakable, solid belief in Him, Ya Rabbul Alameen, in You, in all the articles of our faith. O Allah, we ask from You imanan kamila. Allahumma inna nas'aluka imanan kamila, wa yaqeenan sadiqa, wa tawbatan nasuha, wa tawbatan qabla al-mawt, wa tawbatan qabla al-mawt, wa tawbatan qabla al-mawt, wa rahatan inda al-mawt, wa maghfiratan ba'da al-mawt, wa al-afwa inda al-hisab. والفوز بالجنة والنجاة من النار. Oh Allah, all of our brothers and sisters throughout the world who are undergoing great tribulations and oh Allah, great oh Allah, great trials. Oh Allah, help them in their trials, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Grant them sabr jameel and grant them patience and elevate their status in the hereafter. Oh Allah, oh Allah, help those who are oppressed, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Answer the calls of those who are crying out to you in distress, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, O oh Allah, allow us to, O oh Allah, turn back to the deen and, O oh Allah, straighten our ways. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we have brought this disgrace upon ourselves by abandoning the deen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O oh Allah, guide us back to the straight path. Allahumma hadina sirat al-mustaqeem. Sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim min al-nabiyyeen wa-siddiqeen wa-shuhada wa-salihin wa-hasuna ulaika rafiqa ghayri al-maghdubi alayhim wa-nadhaldeen, Ya Rabbul Alameen. O Allah, straight... Guide us to the straight path, the path of those whom you have favored. O oh Allah, the path of the Anbiya, and the, and the Siddiqeen, and the martyrs, and the righteous ones. Not the path of those who have earned your anger and have gone astray. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, preserve the Iman of each one of us in our families, in our progeny, and our children. 
and all of the Muslims in this land and throughout the world, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Oh Allah, oh Allah, if you have all of the material world and all of oh Allah, the material uh, and dunya and the degrees and the jobs and the money and the bank accounts, but if you lose our Iman, then we have lost everything. And on the other hand, if we are dying from famine in the desert of the Sahara or we are dying from starvation in Ethiopia, we don't have a penny in our pocket or anything to eat to survive on. Of you don't have a sip of water, a person is dying oh, from dehydration, skin and bones, and 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 dies a miserable death. But iman is the successful one. Oh Allah, grant us the reality of this and grant us that iman, Ya Rabbil Alameen, without which everything we have is useless. Oh Allah, oh Allah, you have blessed us with the dunya. Oh Allah, oh Allah, bless us with the deen as well, Ya Rabbil Alameen. And give further barakah and blessing in our dunya as well. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa khina adab al-nar. Ya Rabbil Alameen, O Allah, we ask so much from you, not looking at ourselves as we are sinful. These hands that are raised, I beg from you, do not deserve to beg from you. They are sinful hands and they are sinful tongues and sinful voices that we are saying, Ameen, all of us and who is praying is the most sinful one. But O Allah, we are looking at your greatness, that you are the innaka anta al-wahhab, you are the greatest giver. Looking at your fadl and your forgiveness, we are asking from you all of these blessings. That O Allah, grant us the deen as well, grant us the dunya as well. O Allah, grant us the comfort in this life, comfort in the grave, comfort in the day of qiyamah, in eternal comfort and success in the jannah al-firdaus al-a'ada. O Allah, fulfill all of our individual needs and our collective needs. Whatever may be keeping us up at night and bothering us, troubling us, whatever our personal and collective issues and problems may be, O oh Allah, you are fully aware of them. And O oh Allah, you solve them. O oh Allah, the barakah of the salawat on your Habib al-Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, O oh Allah, grant us all health and O oh Allah, happiness in this dunya and prosperity in our children and our families and grant us the eternal salvation from the fire of Jahannam in the hereafter. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, whatever du'as we made, accept them. Whatever du'as we should have made, also accept them on our behalf. Make us all dedicated servants of your deen. Accept us all to become inviters towards you and your path. Make us all da'is ilayka wa ila sabilika ya rabbal alameen. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yusifun. Wa salamun ala al-saleen. Alhamdulillah.